This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of Brewers on Tap. I'm Lane Grindle with you as the Brewers and the rest of Major League Baseball starting to wind down spring training. We're under 10 games remaining before opening day, which is under two weeks from now, April 3rd against the Rockies at Miller Park. Can we just get it here already? It's time. Let's check in on some news and notes from the Cactus League over the last week. Following Tuesday's win over the Dodgers, the Brewers are now 14-10-1 in Cactus League play. That puts them a game out of first place in the Cactus League behind the 15-9 Seattle Mariners. The crew leads all of Major League Baseball this spring with a 304 batting average. They lead in home runs with 38 and walks with 111. It's been a very offensive spring for the crew, but... The ERA pretty strong as well as the Brewers have pitched to an ERA amongst the top five in the Cactus League as well. And last week, manager Craig Council announced that Junior Guerra will be the starter on opening day, April 3rd at Miller Park versus the Rockies. Junior Guerra, 9-3 and three a year ago with an ERA of under three. Really a tremendous season. Came out of nowhere, was not on the opening day roster. And in fact, it looks like both guys that will get the ball on the first two days, Junior Guerra, which we just told you, we anticipate that Zach Davies will get the ball on day two. That has not been announced yet. Neither of those guys were on the opening day roster a season ago, and yet here they are looking like they're going to anchor this staff in 2017. Jorge Lopez, who will not be a part of the Brewers staff to start the year this year, and had a tough 2016 when most thought he might break through and eventually make the majors, He's had a nice World Baseball Classic, and he got the ball in the semifinal at Dodger Stadium on Monday night for Puerto Rico versus the Netherlands and helped Puerto Rico advance. They ended up winning uh, in extra innings, and, of course, it'll be Puerto Rico and the United States for the championship in the WBC. Speaking of the WBC, Aaron Perez and Jonathan Villar have both returned from the WBC and have already been back in the lineup over the last two games. Didn't take long for Aaron Perez to make his presence felt. Driving back to Phoenix on Saturday night, he was in the lineup Sunday against the San Francisco Giants at Scottsdale Stadium, and Perez hit a home run and drove in three on that day. Also on Friday, the Brewers optioned a trio of outfielders. Lewis Brenson, the club's top prospect, Ryan Cordell, and Brett Phillips, they all got optioned over to the minors. All three are expected to be in AAA with Colorado Springs this year after they all had good springs with the Brewers in big league camp. It's time for our Clubhouse Conversation. Now for the Clubhouse Conversation. You gain a lot of confidence when you come up and you have success quite quickly. Um, so it, it's, it gives you the mindset of 
I belong here and I can do it as long as I'm doing the things that I should be doing before and after starts. Yeah, the, the last couple of days I've been coming out of, of the bench and the A inning and, and, you know, get, get it just one at bat and just don't, don't try to do too much, just put a good at bat. Um, whenever I hunch over, the, the top of my helmet will look into the first base dugout and it's hard to hit like that. And um, that's pretty much the only thing he's really, he's really noticed that I need to work on is stand tall in my upper body. Keon Broxton is our guest here on uh, Brewers on Tap. Keon, uh, what a finish you had last year. Confidence went soaring up, started hitting the ball extremely hard consistently. Coming back to this year, seems like you've picked up where you left off. What, what, besides the mechanical tweaks, what else have you found? Um, just <clears throat> my mental approach is, is, is starting to get consistent. I'm starting to find myself only having one bad at bat a game, and I'm trying to limit that to no, no bad at bats a game. But um, it's still a process. I'm still working on that, and um, just trying to trying to refine everything that I was working on last year. Just make it more polished and make it more more consistent. And that's that's all I'm basically basically working on right now. Take yourself back to this camp a year ago. You were one of like nine guys competing for the center field job. You won that job coming out of spring, but you knew that it, there was no certainties you were going to stay there all season long. And I remember sitting here and talking with you, and we were talking about the things you were trying to do with your swing. Now that you found these things, you found this success, how much easier is it to now try to take it to these next levels because maybe you're only fine-tuning one or two things as opposed to trying to find something in the first place? Right. Um, it's definitely a lot easier to, to move forward in this game once you've found a solid foundation into your worth ethic. And um, I think I have find, found that. And what I'm just really trying to do now is just, you know, just, just try to refine that and, and, and do it every day and make it, make it polished and uh, – uh, that's all I can really do right now. I would say one of the things that got overlooked last year with you, everybody talked about your offense and the way it took off over the final two, two and a half months of the season until the injury. But defensively, you got so much better. Everybody talks about the play against the Cubs, but that was one of a bunch of great plays that you started to make. Did you just Was that just a comfort thing where you just started to feel more comfortable, the communication with, with the guys and everything else just kind of came into play? Yeah, yeah, just uh, playing with those guys and figuring out their range and, and knowing what balls they can and cannot get to and then figuring out what balls I can and cannot get to as well. And also just uh, starting to read, starting to learn my pitchers and, and the hitters that, that we're facing and knowing the hitters' tendencies and, and our pitchers' tendencies and what they're doing that day and what's working for them. And um, just, just reps, you know, learn, learning, to, learning to fly the ball off the back of the, off the fans. You know, once the ball goes up, you got to, three layers of stands back there so it's kind of hard to judge the ball all the time so just learning how to do that um, learning the balls off the bat it's a lot of different variables in, in the being an outfielder and um, I, I was just trying to learn that every every variable there is is there something to be said for being in the lineup almost every day and being able to get comfortable from that standpoint just even from a preparation standpoint as you were talking about the information that you have at your hands as an MOB player that can be a lot maybe at first, and as you get comfortable with it, that slows down a little bit? Yeah. Um, earlier last year, I was given a lot of information, and as a young player at, at the state that I was in at that point in time, it was kind of hard to all, all take it in and still perform at the level that I was expected to play at. And um, this year and, and even last year when I was playing more and starting to get more comfortable, I could uh, I could receive all that information and you know store it and and think about it during a game and that's a that's a big step that I had to make last year was the uh the ability to think while I was playing and to actually uh, you know execute what I wanted to do and and block out all the excess stuff that was going on around the stadium 
And um, all the information that we get now, man, I, I use it to my advantage. And uh, all the video and, and the things that my coaches tell me, you know, it's very important and, and it's very helpful. And I, and I take it into the game nowadays. Keon Broxton is our guest. Every at-bat is kind of a chess match. So from at-bat one to at-bat two, how do things change? I mean, you don't change your approach necessarily, but maybe your plan changes based upon what you saw in your first at-bat. How, how does that go on in your brain as the game wears on? Um, well, before the game starts, we already have kind of an idea of what the pitcher is trying to do to us. And uh, once you get into the box, you kind of have your set plan. And um, for it, it's different for everyone. Um, I think every, every hitter has their own plan. But whatever your strong suit is, that should be your plan every time you step into the box. Now, that's definitely going to change once you see the pitcher is not pitching in your plan. You have to adjust. But um, it, it's all about just taking in info from what the pitcher is doing to you and just, just working on your strengths. You said you wanted to cut down on bad at-bats and maybe one at bad at-bat a game now. You want to get rid of that. Uh, what are some of the other goals from an offensive standpoint that you're hoping to achieve? Is it cut down on strikeouts, put the ball in play more with your speed? Obviously, that could be a big benefit. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of my biggest goals is just to strike out under 100 times. Um, I, I think my skill set is, is to the point to where I can't strike out that many times. Um, obviously, I've struck out a, a lot throughout my career, but um, I, I think just cutting down the strikeouts will, will get me on base more and get, get my average even higher than what it is and uh, just give myself more of a chance. So, yeah, definitely just cut down on strikeouts. Last year, you're kind of a guy blending in in the clubhouse. Now you're kind of one of the guys. Is it a different feeling being back in the clubhouse a year later? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's more comforting for sure being back being back here. It uh, feels more like home. Um, it's kind of cool to to have like younger guys, you know, look look at me for advice and stuff like that. Because I was in their their shoes the year before, so it's it's a different feel, but it's awesome. I definitely like it this way. Keon, we appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. My thanks to Keon Broxton, always one of the really generous guys with his time in the Brewers clubhouse. It's been fun to see him take off. What a spring! that Keon Broxton has put together. It's really been amazing what he's been able to do and uh, picking up right where he left off, really, before the injury last year. He's hitting 366 this spring, three home runs, 10 driven in. He's walked seven times, a uh, couple of stolen bases. You'll see those stolen bases go up for him this year as long as he continues to get on base at a good clip. Such a tremendous athlete, and he's improved so greatly in center field as well. That's one of the things that gets overlooked sometimes when we talk about Keon Broxton. Let's break down some numbers. Let's crunch the numbers in Sabermetrics 101. Well, so far this spring, Jesus Aguilar, who is battling for the backup first base job with the Brewers, has produced an OPS that's on base plus slugging percentage of 1.334. Aguilar does not qualify for the league leaders in spring training due to having just 37 at-bats so far this spring, so it's a small sample size, sure. However, anyone that's watched him so far cannot deny that he's a slugger and is seeing the baseball extremely well. Now, if he had a few more at-bats, he'd currently rank third in all of the MLB this spring in the statistic, and it would be the top OPS in Cactus League play. And what's contributed to that astronomical OPS well, he's hit four home runs, added two doubles. His batting average sits at 432. And, oh, yeah, he's drawn seven walks, which is good for a tie for second place on the Brewers Club. And that's a club that leads all of the MLB this spring in drawing walks. All in all, Aguilar really couldn't put together a much better camp than he has. It's time to go down on the farm. Ah! 
Checking in on the farm. Told you about Brinson Cordell and Phillips being optioned over the miners again. They're expected to be in Colorado Springs. David Stern said the plan for those three is to have them really push each other and bring them along together. Phillips had a tough year last year in Biloxi, but looked very good this spring, always in good spirits, and should benefit from the altitude and the environment and the parks, quite frankly, in the PCL. Brenson had the great final month of the season last year with Colorado Springs, and Cordell, who has not seen pitching above AA, will get his first crack at that this year, but he's earned that opportunity as well. These three all very exciting prospects and should be fun to watch this year as we keep a close eye on some of those prospects that are going to be in AAA in 2017, at least to begin the year. That's not to say one or two of those guys couldn't end up with the big league club before the season's all said and done. Another tremendous outfielder that is gaining some attention and has had a good spring so far is 2015 first-round pick Trent Clark. Trent Clark is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Trent, let's begin with 2015. You're in the Pioneer League. You have a nice year uh, in that Pioneer League. Uh, what did that do for you, kind of getting out of the gate as a professional and, and having that kind of success? I believe everybody's first year is more just everybody's excited to be a professional baseball player. So you don't worry about anything as far as the fans or clubhouse stuff or anything. You just go on the field and play and have fun. And you're playing, you're representing a team you've watched on TV before. So it's just the excitement. And everybody, I feel like everybody's the most relaxed in first season. And you come out last year and, and you get the opportunity to go to Wisconsin. Then mm-hmm. you get hurt. It seemed like mm-hmm. you, were, you were settling in, you were getting comfortable, and then you had the injury. Mm-hmm. How frustrating was that? But what do you learn from something like that at the same time? It was frustrating at first, but it turned out to be the best thing that could have happened to me, just to learn uh, the importance of taking care of your body and then the, the importance of like stay, staying on the field every day. is You can't do anything without being on the field. So uh, just being around the training staff, watching the game from the dugout as opposed to playing and being a part of it was a big change for me, and it, it helped me out a lot just to step back and look at everything. You know, you every year in the in the system, I'm sure you feel more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. You, you show up here at Maryvale, and things are all familiar for you now. How does that help? Uh, routine is our our biggest ally. So, that, knowing what's going to go on and knowing how everything works is is good. It makes you comfortable. It makes you more relaxed. But at the same time, you still have everybody's got to get their work done, whether they've been here before or not. What have you learned about your game your first couple of years that you want to improve now moving forward? Uh, just defensively being a National League team, um, being able to be on the field is you have to play at a f- defensive spot. So uh, just knowing the importance of that and uh, taking care of that every day and working hard to become a better defender. There's a bunch of outfielders in this mm-hmm. system kind of spread out throughout the different levels. Mm-hmm. Is that fun to have all that kind of competition? Uh, it is. But I wouldn't say they're spread out. We're more all we're either all low-A, high-A guys or double-A, triple-A guys. So we're kind of all, all together just uh, – just back, packed up into one bunch, so it's it's a lot it's a lot more competition than it looks like. It's just every day uh, you're competing to go somewhere and just play your heart out. You guys have been able to kind of get close and, and form some chemistry between of course, all of you. Of course, playing with those, I played a full season with uh, three different outfielders, and of course, we're, I'm a lot closer with them than I am with the guys that I haven't met yet or the guys I've never played with before. But uh, we work out together every day. We do all our outfield drills together, so uh, we we're pretty familiar with each other. You homered off of Jimmy Nelson in an inter-squad earlier this week. What, what did that do for your confidence to take a big league uh, guy out? 
Well, was, I've faced him before last spring training, and it was it wasn't more of a confidence thing as much as just just knowing that those those guys are big league guys, and you would think they they're just so much better, so much better stuff, so much better pitches. They throw stuff that you've never seen before, but it's not. It's they're on a better, they're on a higher mental level, and that's really about it. They have the same stuff, and they're they're trying to compete just like you are. So, just knowing that and getting to see those big league guys, and knowing that when you get there, it's not it's not a huge, it's not the biggest change you'll ever have in your life, but it is, but it is definitely a change. What are you able to get out of games like the LG Twins game on Monday too? Uh, and you were out, able to get off to a fast start in that mm-hmm. game, clearly. Uh, it's just to see what what. Uh, uh, Asian pitching is a lot different. A lot of splitters, a lot of off-speed stuff. Not a lot of not a lot of flamethrowers. Everyone's 88 to 91, so it's uh, it's a different game. You have to it really tests your discipline at the plate more than anything. Just uh, see if you can stay disciplined and stay back and wait, and not, as opposed to trying to pull everything. Now, what are you looking forward to the most for 2017? Just to be on the field. That's that's my biggest that's my biggest concern. If I'm on the field, I feel like everything else will take care of itself. So I'm gonna do my best to every day in the training room and in the weight room to keep myself on the field. Does it make you more hungry when you miss action like you did last year? Of course. I mean, we're all competitors, and I pride myself on being a competitor. So if I'm not on the field, it's, it's hard for me to compete every day. So me being on the field, like I said, you can't do anything without being on the field. So that's, that's my biggest concern. Trent, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Thanks to Trent Clark for joining us here on the program. Let's see what's coming up. Here's what's on tap. Okay, spring training is now winding down, and while the crew's preparing down in Arizona for April 3rd, you can get ready for the upcoming season yourself by starting your plan for the annual group outings that you want to be a part of at Miller Park. Brewers group tickets are on sale, starting as low as $5 per ticket. And whether you're planning a company outing, a birthday party, family reunion, or anything in between, Miller Park is the perfect spot for your next group event. You can plan a custom tailgate. That sounds like fun to me. Reserve a block of seats, or you can even go big and rent out an all-inclusive area or party suite. Here's the deal. Group tickets. Prices are locked in at discounted preseason price right now. But that price will only last through the end of March, so you only have a few days left. So you're going to want to make sure to place your reservation soon before the prices go up. Check out the complete 2017 schedule and start planning for your group outing to Miller Park. Call 414902. 4777 or visit brewers.com slash groups. Okay, one final thing before we say goodbye. Our good friend Bill Schroeder, TV analyst for the Brewers, embarked on an incredible challenge uh, this past offseason, and you're going to get a chance to see it over the course of the year. The series is called Baseball with Bill. It's where Bill sits down with different children to talk baseball in the Brewers clubhouse. And in this first installment, Rock sits down with Harper, Charlie, and Janae to talk some ball. Okay, fun. Do you guys know why you're here today? No. Um. So somebody put you in a car and drove you to Miller Park and you didn't know why? No. So, she's, just, she's just repeating that for me. My sister does that all the time. I said, yes, Mommy, I want some ice cream. Yes, Mommy, I want some ice cream. So we're here to talk baseball. It's called Baseball with Bill. Who do you think Bill is? You. I'm Bill, right? I'm the Rock. I'm the Rock. Nice. So 
Why don't you tell us who you guys are? What's your name? Harper. Harper. Charlie. Charlie. Janae. Janae. Can you spell my name? J A N A E. That's right. Yeah, I to spell my name. Charlie? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. C H A R L I E. Yep, I knew that you would say that. Yeah, we're here to talk about baseball. Baseball. What's baseball like? You know what baseball is? Yeah, I practice no. sometimes. What's baseball, Charlie? So Tell us. You need a bat if you can hit the ball right. and a ball. Yeah. It's pretty I have that at home, but I don't practice it. And then it. what do you do? I mean, you hit the ball and then what? And, and it then, goes in the lot. And then if if it goes to the foot out of the the ballpark, then you get a home run. Right. And what happens at Miller Park when you hit a home when somebody hits a home run? What? They win. Right. Well, they might. They do win. But what happens? Bernie goes down Bernie the slide. Bernie goes down the slide. Who? Who's Very Bernie? good, Harper. Bernie Brewer. You mascot. I've been called Bernie Brewer before. Do you know what Bernie Brewer looks like? No. He has a mustache. Show us the picture. Show us the picture. Oh, I remember. He has a yellow mustache, of course. Because Somebody told me he has a big old yellow mustache. It takes 152 days to grow that. Right. So, you know, you're kind of taking over this this session, you know. You know who does that to me all the time? Who? You know, I do television for the Brewers. I'm going to be on television. Have you ever seen a Brewer game on TV? No. 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 So I'm up there and I talk about the game with my partner. And, and but we don't see your face. No, you don't. But you know who else takes over the broadcast like you're doing today? Do you ever seen those two people? Um, one of them is you. I see one right now. Right. What one. What about the other dude? One. He's not here. I don't know. He, he leaves me a lot. During the season, he takes off and does I, other stuff. I need to find another partner. Do you guys want to be a baseball announcer? Yes! Who's more handsome here? Be honest. You're not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I'm more handsome. Um, Harper? The other guy. The other guy's more handsome? Why is he more handsome? Hey. Why is he I more handsome? I don't know. Come on, tell me. Because I want to learn. I want to get handsome. You handsome. Thank you. So are you. Incredible stuff from Rock. I tip my cap to you, Bill. As a father of four, that's pretty cool. That's going to do it for us. This has been episode number 74 of Brewers on Tap. We'll be back with our final Cactus League installment of the podcast next week from down here in Phoenix. And then it'll be regular season time on April 3rd as we open up the season against the Colorado Rockies. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Lane Grindle. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 